Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This, well, we should testing. actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Oh, what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not. Okay, we're on then. To say the uh, things David, let me stop you. I need, he truly David, feels. I need to stop you right here. And not okay. the words of one who kneels. The record shows I took my blows, yeah, Timmy. You, you, yeah, you, I know. And did it my way. I think this is what's holding us back. What, what? You're, what? you're singing. I think it's actually moving us forward. I no. think every podcast should begin with me singing. I think it's holding us back. So I watched the show, uh, the movie Sing last night. Was um, it about singing? Yes. Did people sing in it? it well, it was an animated film with animals. Uh, wasn't a very good film. I think we could um, do better for our younger generation as far as entertainment and plot consistency. But mm. I did appreciate the scores that were sung. Uh, is this a new production? I think 2016 is when it came out. Okay. Um, animated films are the highest grossing genre in the in the film industry, actually. Really? Is yep. that true? It is true. Is is that for like... Hmm. I wonder if that's consistent or if it's just a couple outliers. Well, that's... If, the, you, know what, if so, you know what I mean. So let's put this in perspective. I think the, the vast majority of films that are coming out are... Uh-huh. Um, are uh, there, there are more animated films uh, I think coming out than there are non-animated films? No, that can't be true. I think I, I, I read a statistic somewhere where there's, there's there, well, there's feels, a large. It feels like there's zero percent chance that that's true. Uh, well, there, well, it, in the genre, in the in certain genres, animation film, the genre of animation has uh-huh. more films coming out than any other subgenre of live action films. I mean, maybe if we're including like straight to DVD things. No, like theater sales. No, yeah, po- yeah. So, so I'm not saying live action films in general. I'm just saying uh-huh. like horror, comedy, romance. If you if you oh. split them up, then so if you include every genre of an animated correct film in the genre animated correct. Okay. Yes, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay, that makes and a lot more um, sense. but the problem with that statistic, it's kind of skewed because you're right because you have so many animated films uh-huh. inside that statistic that. Of course, if you have all those films, there's a higher yield percentage of it being better. Now, if you split those films up per capita, hmm. even though, you know, just saying on average, how much does an animated film make? It's not as much. But it is an interesting fact to say, though, that majority of the profits that come from animated films come uh-huh. from PG films. Yeah, well, that's kind of obvious. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was interesting. So I was watching the film sing, and um, I think that the movie industry should do more into into putting more effort into animation. I think that's... I think because that's where the money is. That's where the money mm. is. It's 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 harder to make though. It is for sure. It is no. There it, it, it depending on the technical limitations of it, um, and it just takes time. It takes more time than just to edit a film that is just live action. Mm-hmm. Um, I was um looking into uh, what was that one planet Tre- Treasure Planet. I don't no know. That's an old Disney film. That's when Disney started to like de. Crease its 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 um, cell animations um, sector. No, I don't um, remember. I think then Brother Bear was the last uh, nail in the coffin. Cell animation that's like real animation. Yeah, right? not, not compared CG. to the crappy CG. Yeah, I don't exactly. Like the CG stuff. I think it's not for me. I, well, it's, it's not for me aesthetically, but I will say. They are. They do have some good people writing those films, though. I mean, like there are some uh-huh. good film, like Zootopia. Uh-huh. I thought I was gonna hate it. Like, oh my god, I know it's such a. 
It wasn't a bad film. It really wasn't a bad film. So I haven't I, seen I, any of these I'm opening, things. Well, open your perspective up and saying, give yourself an evening and say, I'm going to watch one film of it and see what happens. Zootopia Maybe. was actually entertaining. It was Some of it made me laugh. You know what I mean? It made okay. me feel, man. It made, made me rah, rah, rah. That's so good. That's good. I think people should like what they like. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed, my friend. So, a little good piece of um, current goings on it's a terrible segue yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little bit of uh and then the, on the our audience is like tim what the heck's the topic you want to talk about just, yeah just, that, just was spit a, it that was out. a really just bad spit thing. it out just spit it out Go okay on. stephen kotkin's second volume of his stalin autobiography came out so ladies and gentlemen wait wait is this the one that you actually lost but then yeah it was the one i lost so ladies so... and gentlemen all right hold on okay so if you guys remember from last podcast timmy was waiting for a book i don't to remember come. if we talked about oh we it talked on about the podcast it we did. or if we talked about it no me and you we, the... no we talked about it okay, on the podcast okay. and okay. you were really worried about people yeah. stealing your uh-huh. stuff out of your out of your yeah. apartment so timmy was looking for this uh, this book that said it was delivered but wasn't so timmy tell me the resolution of the story what happened well i went on amazon.com chatted to a customer service representative <laughs> and um they just sent me a new one and this time i had it sent to where i work which is what i'm gonna do from now on i'm gonna have my packages sent to my work <laughs> that's terrible so you think someone stole your stalin book seems likely yeah so anyway here's the thing Did you about have to pay extra for any of no, that no 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 total totally free so here's the thing about new books holy crap that's a big so, book yeah so these larger hardcovers you know mm. they come with the dust jacket yeah. And this has a I took it off. This has a nice looking dust jacket. I would like to keep it on. But trying to read a large book with a dust jacket is so freaking well, dust annoying. Dust jackets are meant to for for to the look pur- good. No, I know. But, well that and the, for the purpose of storage. It's meant yeah, to co- uh-huh. protect the actual text. True enough. I wouldn't read a book with a dust jacket on. Yeah, it. but I mean it's a nice it's a nice looking dust jacket. It's I'd pretty, lo- pretty I'd like to looking. keep it on. So anyway, I haven't read much. Well, when you go first. to the coffee shop, Timmy, trying to press all your bohemian girls. <laughs> That never happens. You can you can put the dust jacket on. It doesn't happen. Timmy, I know you are into the Bohemian Girls. What's with you and this Bohemian word? I mean, like, not just on this podcast, <laughs> oh but God. like since you've come over, you've dropped that adjective, Bohemian, into conversations, into like 10 different conversations, 17 different times. Well, So I, what's going on with this? I think I want to be a Bohemian. You can't be. First of all, you're too old. Wait, what? No way. Yeah, I think there's bohemians uh, that are older. I'm twenty. Mm, I'm twenty eight. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it works at that age. What is no? It? Here's the thing. It, first of all, it would only work if you were already a bohemian. If you are, if you were already, you could like stay that way. That would work. But you're a freaking straight laced middle class wage earner. You can't Ugh, go from this that. is the guy I have to deal with, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I mean, what crushing you, on my singing what, dreams. What would you do? Crushing on, I don't even know what it is anymore. I just want to live in like the freaking village or something. What village? I don't know. Like the village. Those places don't exist anymore, David. Listen, you know what? Actually, I have a really good book that kind of... Um, yes, Professor. That kind of uh-huh. touches on this topic. Yeah. You don't have thriving artistic intellectual communities like I that wish anymore. that was... A, I wish there was. Like, you know why? It's because of housing prices and rent prices in... Um, I think it's a sin. I think it's a cities. sin. You're I right, think it's but, a sin. I think our culture deserves I don't know. I that think art people, community. I don't know. People seem less creative, less intellectual these days. Well, I do believe that. I mean, the okay. advent of okay, Trump, tr- the advent of no, Trump politics, totally the wrong. advent of well, no, I'm saying that just because of this, but the advent of Trump politics in his political body is anti-intellectual. 
Like, mm. and I think too. No, honestly, I think presidents do have a have a have a very um, influential role in the way in which I think people manage other people in in America. So, for example, and I'm not saying this is just because of Trump, but I'm saying when you have political figures that are you know iron fisted, anti intellectual, things of that nature as top office, I think that kind of trickles it trickles down to the management culture uh, in, in general and how pe- and how people in society. Treat other people. Okay, listen. Trump is no more anti-intellectual than anyone else was. Obama wasn't anti-intellectual, though. Let's be fair. Yeah, I'm well, not saying I loved Obama. But I'm just saying, like, he was. Obama was pro-intellectual. He was, was pro-intellectual in the sense, if you conceptualize intellectual as like an overpaid college administrator who writes nonsense jargon papers about structural <laughs> oppression, um, performative whiteness. Well, blah, blah, I'll blah, say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. Which is more anti-intellectual than anything Let's else. Let's just say there, let, Trump has a lot of intellectual backing. There I were, think there was a lot of very serious intellectual currents I that were know. generally pro-Trump. Well, with that topic of anti-intellectualism and Trump, uh-huh. um, I just read this news article that said 60% of all senior diplomats have left the the. That's great. The, the State profession. Department. That's I don't fantastic. think that's good. I don't think that's good at all. You what, need, has, what good has the State Department you done? You need experienced diplomats that know how to work with other countries to be able to better okay. manage your but positioning what, okay, within the world community. Yeah. What has America done? in recent years with its positioning in the world community. Okay, we invaded Iraq for no reason. Okay, we're consistently antagonizing Russia for no reason. Okay, we totally destroyed Libya for no reason. We tried to destroy Syria for no reason. Thank God, this was this was actually probably one of the best. I don't. The I don't, most benevolent. All acts, those all those are executive acts that aren't necessarily dictated. One of the most benevolent the, acts. Well, look at look. Okay, fine. Here's the another. most bene- possibly the most benevolent yes. act in recent years that a great world power has undertaken was Russia's intercession in Syria on behalf of the established legitimate government there. I don't know. I don't know. What about what about the Iranian deal? What Iranian deal? We had the, the Iranian nuclear deal that was That's just brokered. a diplomatic that was, thing. That's, that's what like... I'm saying. It's brokered by diplomats. Okay? Yeah. So the point I'm trying to make is, is that when you take away senior officers that are in the diplomatic community or they leave because they can't deal with this anti-intellectualism well, no, listen, of the I Trump mean, administration. Whoever Trump's going to replace them with won't be good. He's, because... not, he's not replacing them with anything. Buddy, because yeah, okay. he's been questioned about this uh-huh. several times, and Trump's answer to this is, "I'm the only position that matters." Maybe that's, but that's the whole problem is that he he himself okay, listen, feels like say, he's the only person when you're, that can when make you're, work for these deals. When you're complaining about this, to complain about this, you have to sort of be coming from the pre-established stance that the State Department was doing anything good. I'm saying, I'm, no, you don't know what they do every day. Uh, Tim, okay, so let me just get uh-huh. this straight. Maybe I don't know the specifics of each day in, day out decision-making. You're, you're a biblical man, okay. David. The, the, so you know the, the quote, you me... will know them by their fruits. The, what's, oh. <laughs> so we will know the the value of the State <laughs> Department by the outcomes or perhaps of that we're not, Or perhaps we, we ha- are still pretty well, uh, you know, in relations to the majority of the countries of the world. Maybe that's also part of that, Tim. Our foreign policy is much more destructive than any other country's foreign policy by, you know, several orders I think, of magnitude. I think, so let me get this straight then. You okay, think that diplomats straight. should not be in existence in America? We should America. have diplomats. I don't think there's much value in our current I would system, disagree. Though. I would disagree. Right, I would disagree. say that diplomats are important. 
I think that they play a pivotal role that you can't have you can't have the president in every country at every point in time exactly when things need to be done. I don't, I don't think you've ever been in a position of power, Tim, mm. or a position of leadership. Um, you haven't. And I'm not saying David, that, I think I'm we not, both know. I'm not saying that to denigrate you. There's I'm, certain things on the internet that I've led very, <laughs> <laughs> very All right. Then then maybe you can appreciate the okay. things that I have to think about mm. this. When you are in a leadership position, uh-huh. like I have been in many of my different roles in my life, yes. okay? You know to make keeping the peace, you have to play both sides of the field, and you also have to understand the people that you're working with. taking my socks off in protest. Okay. Well, I hope you like it. He does this every dang podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Tim, you don't know what you do with your toes while we're recording. They don't want to know. Anyhow, can we go back to what I was saying? Okay, go back. When you're in a position of power or a position of leadership, you have to understand the people that you're working with as well as knowing how to compromise to make things amiable, okay? okay? At the same token, yes. There should be a end result goal or a vision, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what you're getting at is America's vision hasn't been very well thought through in okay. the past decades. Well, it's been Let's, well thought through. It just it's, has been it's actively not, malevolent. It, that's what I'm saying. And I don't think that is the role of the diplomat okay, okay. to make that vision. The role of the diplomat is to keep the peace and to help forward that positioning and that okay. vision. Now, with the Trump administration, at least from what I've been reading, okay, mm-hmm. the vision that, that the the vision. Trump has been giving the diplomats has been so, you know, just just terrible or what's the better way of describing it? So against anything that they would want to be part of that they're mm. resigning, saying, I don't want to be part of this administration. I don't want to be part didn't of this vision. Didn't resign for the Iraq war, didn't resign for destroying Libya, well, but they'll resign for this. Okay, I guess that tells well, you Well, an interesting fact, well, they're also getting fired. And they're also... So Trump has said, anybody who is against me in the primary or the general election, you're out of office. You're not mm-hmm. in the diplomatic community. Get uh-huh. out. And he's also not rehiring lower-tiered positions. So now uh-huh. you're having this, this applicant pool that's becoming smaller and smaller and smaller because, A, people don't want to work for the diplomatic community because of Trump's heavy-handed um, policy uh, and, and management of people. And, two, the people below them aren't being restocked because he refuses to hire anybody. And when you have the idea of, I'm the only person that matters, I'm I'm the only person that matters. I think that sets a tone for anyone that wants to work in those fields saying, no matter what I do, he's just going to slap me across the face and give me no autonomy. And as a person who has been in many different situations in my personal and uh, philanthropic careers and the things that I've done. Philanthropic, okay. Yeah, I've, I've done nonprofits and mm-hmm, things like that. Okay. And I've, I've, I've had experiences working without getting paid, yes. Uh-huh. But when people start taking away your autonomy and your mm. ability to do what you think is best and get, let you let you make the decisions and yes follow through with any of the visionary statements that need to be done but when you're told you don't have any autonomy in these situations and i'm going to heavy hand you you're going to be less willing to want to do anything you know yeah, what i mean sure, but it's... and that's i think and understand that the executive power is the supreme law and the supreme person of that of 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 that branch and i understand that however i think as diplomacy is diplomacy is just as you work with dip- diplomats you have to be diplomatic with your diplomats and be a better manager so I don't think that's a good course of 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 of, of direction for the for the America for America and for the American people to have diplomats saying I'm, I don't want to work with these people anymore. It's ridiculous. Okay. I don't I don't think it's a so good. So I idea. will end this line of discussion on this note. In general, there is great value in the general yes. statements you make. In yes. general, I said in general a lot. So in general, yes, your statements are tea. truthful. 
In Hate particular, I know you do. In this case, practically, I don't think it will make any reasonable, noticeable difference to anything. Now, let me go back to the original thing I was about to say where we sprouted off on this about the intellectual communities which no longer exist. So, if there were... The problem is too many people are stupid these days, including <laughs> in, including so-called intellectual types. Fair enough. Now, if you imagine what a intellectual community of this bohemian sort you're talking about Correct. would look like nowadays. Correct. It'd be a bunch of generally dim millennial college students mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who study liberal arts. Mm. And the thing is, maybe back in the day, yeah, back in the day, leftists who were liberal, liberal arts types were at least intelligent, right? You had people like Noam Chomsky, Eric Hobsbawm, E.P. Thompson, people who were very politically left, but the thing is they knew a lot of factual information, right? That's why they were intelligent. These days, like the left-wing intellectual types, they don't know any factual information. They just know the jargony, buzzword, nonsense theory. They don't know a lot of history. They don't know any real economics except, you know, whatever watered-down Marxism they know. They don't know any history. They don't know any, like, factual, statistical, empirical sociology. They just know the buzzwords. Okay. So anyway, the point is, the sort of people who would be involved in, a, in an intellectual social movement nowadays right, right. are much stupider than those sorts of people would have been in the past. Well, here's my question to you. You, you, you said Chomsky. You, know, uh-huh. you, you said the big, the big intellectual heads from uh-huh. that, that era. Mm-hmm. We weren't there, obviously. Yeah. We don't know what the, those circles really felt or looked yeah, like you we can read we can only read about what the uh-huh. big circles were saying but uh-huh. here's the question was it is it just that those types of circles the ones you say are not very intellectual aren't knowing the facts are just mm-hmm. liberal arts students didn't exist back then I i'm feel, sure they did i'm sure they did now here's the now here's the big bone of contention you and i have never been in the bohemian intellectual circles we, true enough we i mean not. on the internet i have well th- well, that's another thing. Maybe too, those types of people are coalesced. You're right. You're right. There are co- what I'm looking coalescing, for. coalescing there with each are... other online, like Reddit or whatever. Not, they're, well, not they're... necessarily Reddit, but you know what I mean, like yeah. communities like that. There are thriving intellectual currents on the internet. So maybe, perhaps, then it's not so much that they don't exist in reality. It's just they don't resist yeah. in the reality that was true. Let's 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 yeah, let's still... all get together on Friday mm-hmm. night, read poetry, yeah. and smoke doobies. There's still you know what smart I mean? people out there, but I think they're more. Geo- geographically fragmented so they use the internet like i post on a message board where i'm probably maybe the least intelligent person there so there are really you know yeah, right. impressive places out there right 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 but th- they're but not not in person but there's i think no social I, but movement. you know i think that also goes to the underlining idea of there's not a lot of personal interaction anymore that's that we're so true. much more fragmented and i think that is dealing with a lot of the times geographic price gouging or price uh, prohibition of people I was being actually able to live. thinking about this very topic today I kind of felt like the proliferation of college among like everyone is a big culprit I mean I haven't thought it through enough to be able to elucidate it well right. but I just feel like instead so when you're young in your life right normally for a lot of people they graduated high school and then they were in their personal life right right right, right. so organic communal organization sprung up. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really a very well-documented trend that non-institutional communal organizations, Mm -hmm. like back decades ago, they were fairly popular, and now they're almost non-existent. And I think the fact that so many people go to college now is the culprit there, because instead of being a young person who is suddenly in a non-institutional organic communal setting, 
you're going from institution to institution to institution. By the time you're out of a formal institution, you don't that, know how to make things organically. You don't, you don't know, and you, like you're too old. Right. You're kind of too old at that point. Right. I mean, by the time you're out of a formal institution, you're like 23 or 24 at the youngest these mm-hmm. days. And I, th- I think that's a culprit, but there's a lot more well, I th- at well, play also. I, I do know, too, though, that they do... That Plus, people move so much. I think that is a big I think piece. That's a I think big, we're, we're, I think we're that's very mobile one. because the economy is changing so rapidly. Uh-huh. The industry that you work in 10, 15 years, and that's if you're lucky nowadays, changes so that you have to find some yeah. ways else to have an economically viable uh-huh. life. I mean, I don't know of anybody really in our age group that has stuck with the same job since graduating. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know anybody like that. I, I really don't. Or even... Mm-hmm has the same industry for that matter like people have been hopscotching from one thing to the other and it, it comes down to just that places don't exist where they that you just work and stay there for anymore which yeah isn't necessarily a bad thing but i think it is necessarily but, a bad well thing. it's not necessarily a bad thing that industries change i just think that it's it's a bad thing when our societal structures prohibit for us to be able to be able to live more communally and i think that's also part of the you know industrial complex of the idea of streamlining people and making them into this like factory mold setting where you know oh you're just a cog in the machine that you shouldn't be part of this community you should be going from this industry from that industry to this industry and i don't think like they they understand i think a lot of times corporatists understand the communal human idea of living and i think that's why hr departments go bonanzas uh when when people people um you know when, when they're when the employees are starting to become more mingling because the hr doesn't know how to how to because they, they understand that you need to have people together to feel like a good corporate or a good communal corporate uh culture I mean, that's what the japanese do after they work or whatever they all go out drinking together and uh-huh. i think that's a part of that you know what i mean even though so it's what very, you're saying that's discouraged nowadays i don't i think i, think I don't it, know if it's true i've I, never worked in a corporate setting i'm not so saying I it's discouraged i'm just saying that it's it's recognized but not encouraged it's okay. not it's not institute they don't give Maybe. you the time to be human I, I wouldn't that's know. A problem. I, I never worked in a corporate setting. Well, I'll say this. I think your job allows you a lot of time to be human. But yeah, I have a very <laughs> – not many people work where I work, so it's like it's – it's not a big organization. Mm. So the problems – You like it, though. That's a good thing. Yeah, I like it. So I have much to say on this topic, but I haven't thought it through enough. So And, and it's too complicated. I need to like be prepared. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I will, I will, I will promise you that I will hold Timmy to his word and, okay, f- and, and I will reassess his understanding of this. Speaking of some philosophical concepts, uh-huh. how do you pronounce that French philosopher who is an existentialist? I say his name and starts with an N. I say it's Nietzsche. I say Nietzsche and he was German. Oh, he said French. I thought he was. No, is he, was he legit German or yeah, was he, he was Austrian? German. Nietzsche? I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. He was he was German. All right. He so, was Germanic. So Nietzsche. No doubt about that. I'm gonna look it up. So Nietzsche. I hear a lot of people saying Nietzsche. Why? Why is that? Because it looks like Nietzsche. Well, but it doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. A lot of things don't make sense, David. Like the fact that he's maybe German. Yeah, he's German. No, for sure he's German. All right, I'm gonna look it up right now. All right, you look it up. Timmy's, Timmy's not normally right. We've about talked anything. about Nietzsche a lot on this. We podcast. have, we have, we have. I and, like the guy. He's oh, Wilhelm Nietzsche. Wilhelm right, he's totally Willy. German. He died from syphilis. Yeah, terrible, I mean, you know, terrible, that's terrible okay. disease. All right, my bad, ladies and gentlemen. I'm thinking of Sartre. That's probably what I'm thinking of. 
Yeah, he was French. Yeah, for sure. Sartre was uh-huh. a different existentialist philosopher. Yeah, big time. Speaking of bohemianism, I just uh-huh. I know we're uh, we're trying to stay on topic, but there are certain things that just get under my skin, Tim. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about coffee shop culture, <laughs> I just thought we should at least bring up Starbucks. Okay. So this has been on my mind for a couple weeks now because it got me really it. ticked off. Uh-huh. So, ladies and gentlemen, short story. Uh, so when you're going to Starbucks and you want to order a coffee, do you really say, Tim? Do you say no. I would want a grande? I couldn't imagine. Or I would like a, a a a a, what, what else? What are, what are, Venti, a Venti and use. Tall or I mean, whatever? I, I'm in Starbucks as infrequently as possible. I mean, in the past several years, I've maybe been in But when you go, do you times. say, do I no. want those sizes or do you say, I want a small coffee? You know, the only reason I would go there is for the pumpkin bread. Some of their pumpkin bread. it's bre- not even that good, but it's... The it's pumpkin muffins, pumpkin though, with, with cheesecake on top? Oh, my God. That's the... That's, that's, that's the that's the Oh, my God. Shut up, Timmy. Um, I mean, I do eat a donut every morning. Yes, you do, apparently. not as much as a, uh, a freaking... It's insane how many calories are in a muffin. Well, muffins are like little cakes. Yeah, I know. So it's just, it's just like five hundred or six hundred calories. I know. Donut, muffins are little cakes. It's like three hundred. Uh, it's a smaller cake. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, I don't. Starbucks. I don't. I don't, I don't know care. why they thought that was a good idea. Like it's. It, and honestly, I won't for the rest of my life ever order it by the size on which they they they, they specify it well, for. Well, here's the thing, and ladies We're, and gentlemen, you shouldn't either. They should not be renaming sizes. Okay, the sizes are what they are. So, like <clears throat> the context in which Starbucks got popular is so different from our current context. I think it's difficult to really understand because really, why Starbucks became so as popular as it did. Was because before Starbucks, like the quality of American coffee was like really bad, like a lot worse than it is now. And I mean, nowadays, compared to the better options that you can relatively easily get in this country, Starbucks is no good at all. But like, you know, 10, even close to 20 years ago, Starbucks was like a market improvement. Was was Wawa coffee better than Starbucks coffee? I don't don't think Wawa coffee is bad, though. I think it's not bad. It's pretty good. Dunkin' Donuts has a dark I don't, roast. I, I don't, I don't like Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know why. Did people... you have the dark roast? Their well, I don't drink coffee isn't... anymore, so. Really? I, I stopped when did this happen? A month ago. I haven't heard this. Yeah. Why? I, um, I, I was having some stomach issues, and oh. it turns out that your body chemistry can change, and um, it's, it's just... You're really bedeviled by um, nutritional badness. Nutritional an, uh, ab- abnormalities. abnormalities? Yeah, probably. Degeneracies? Yeah. No, I don't think that's a great word to be classifying. You're a deranged degenerate or malice. So anyway, you can't coffee, eat like, no, no cheese. <laughs> no cheese, no, yeah. I guess unless you can't, it's aged cheese. Like you can't yeah. eat ice cream, right? I cannot. No, it sucks. Uh, I can eat. I can eat ice cream that has like an almond or or a, um, like a plant based thing, no, but not terrible. like but not dairy. So now no coffee either. No coffee. Like you don't drink coffee. I, at all. I have. No, I drink tea wow. now, Timmy. I, I asked Timmy to make me tea today. I actually. Made you tea. Uh, yes, you did. Thank you. Okay. Uh, some lemon. What, what else was it? can't you consume? Um, certain. I can't eat. I love eating medium rare steak, but it's actually I can't. It, my stomach doesn't digest it very Whoa. well, so I can't eat really nice wow. medium rare steak anymore. That's crazy man. Um, garlic, onion. Nuh-uh. I kid you not. Um, is this like a my particular stomach. condition? It's probably a form a of IBS. Stomach. Yeah, it's probably a form of IBS. Wow, man. Um, there's a um, there's a specific food map for people like me who mm. are very sensitive people to what like they eat. People like you. People like me. Um, Your for, people. My people. Um, <laughs> you won't you won't let that go from last week. <laughs> well, I don't remember how I it. talked about Rupee Carr and I said. Oh Rupi, yeah, yeah. Her, Did you read any of it? I have not. I wow. have been, I've been super busy, bro. Yeah, she's you're not busy. Louise. Anyways, I will read it. You know, okay. I will read Rupee Carr stuff. She's she's freaking brilliant. Terrible, um, terrible. No, you're terrible. terrible. Anyways, um, there's a food map that talks about all these things for people that have like like stomach issues. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like it's very particular like you can't eat garlic you can't eat uh you can't eat onion uh apples even apples i don't eat apples anymore i don't eat i don't like apples they make my teeth feel weird well maybe there's something about it you know what i mean uh oranges are fine yeah berries are excellent for you berries are super good for you that's like the one thing i snack on like strawberries that's a great thing that's a great thing there's a good um produce place near where i work yeah yeah and they like almost every day they have like strawberries blueberries cartons for like a dollar that's awesome dude like that's 99 awesome. cents that's that's crazy which is so much better if you go to a supermarket you're oh yeah you get paid out the paid out the wall but too. these places you get 99 cents. yeah yeah because they buy them from like overstocked places right yeah. and that, that's how that's place. how my uh that's how my relatives came from italy mm. that they they after they came from napoli they came to uh, new haven connecticut uh-huh. and uh they were fruit salespeople. they had a fruit stand they opened up at around five in the morning and closed at 11 o'clock at night wow and eventually they had they got a storefront uh selling fruit and eventually their sons went off to become uh, i think mortuary scientists wow uh, and then then the then the I had there was three brothers and they all branched off into their own thing back um, when you could make something of yourself in america yeah i mean i mean seriously um god i hate i hate how this country's meritocracy standards have come down to who where you were born and and whom your father was but it doesn't really matter the point is we'll get what we want and uh, i think part of that is so we were talking about the food map right oh yeah food map so we eat healthy foods and that's why so tim that's why i don't drink coffee anymore oh, man. i would uh i'm glad i don't have these dietary restrictions i remember weren't you a celiac once i don't think so i mean i don't know what that must have been but i like i eat whatever now and it's yeah, fine i know that i remember there was a celiac thing about you yeah when you were i do a kid. i do too and you also eat cat food yeah it was the best of time and the worst of times. Freaking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oliver Twist. Wait, what was that book? What was that from? It was the best of times. It was the worst of, of times. <laughs> you terrible monkey. Tale, <laughs> of, <laughs> tale of two cities. Oh, so, David, man. I've heard rumblings. 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 Rumblings, you say. That there's a disaster in, the, in our midst. So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you've heard about this, but um, so th- two weeks ago there was a uh, news article that came out about New Zealand saying that there was um, a shortage of potato chips. I remember, and then a week that wasn't later, good at all. and it was no New Zealand. It was hit. It was hit hard. It was hit mm. hard. Then a second news article came about uh, regarding the French people. Yeah, and uh, no butter, and their butter. There was a shortage of butter, and as many Western news outlets do, they insinuated that it was the Chinese fault. Yeah, I can uh, believe it because the Chinese are liking uh, Western style. Most ba- things bakeries. are the Chinese fault, isn't it? Uh, isn't it the case? I, I, I guess if you've listened to uh, Fox News, yes, yes. I think so. Uh, but a new, a new, a new disaster has hit New Zealand. Okay, lay it on me. Paddles. Paddles. The Prime Minister's first cat dies in a car crash. Oh, <laughs> in a car crash. And this is the stock photo they have of the cat. <laughs> the cat yeah, is looking up at this. the, let me, let the cat see. is looking up at the at the camera with a humongous lobster ready Aww, for it to eat. That's and, a nice cat. And this and this is what the bourgeois this is what the bourgeois worry about. Uh, that's um, a nice cat, man. So the reason this cat is so popularized is because it is well known for its polydactical abnormality. Mm. That's a word for you. Polydactical. What do you think that means? Dactyl. What could that be? I mean, I know there's a pterodactyl. So something to do with wings. <laughs> Always shoulders? going back to dinosaurs with this guy. <laughs> I don't know, flexible shoulders. So that's my guess. So I when don't you think it's so, a good one. So what is what is it when I'm doing this? Tell me what I'm doing. When I'm grasping. I'm grasping or I'm also squeezing? Nope. I don't know. What am I doing to you? What <laughs> am I, I doing know. to you? 
clutching. I, I, what 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 are these things doing? Fingering. No, I'm not. I'm touching something. <laughs> Another know. word for touching is tactile. Oh. So polydactyle, poly uh-huh. fingers. Okay. They had multiple fingers. <laughs> so the cat had an opposable thumb, essentially. Um, but it what was, are pterodactyls? I don't. They fly. Why would you call something? Why would you call? Ladies and gentlemen, Earth? remember that. Our, our, remember the last couple podcasts oh, ago, we talked about dinosaurs, and Timmy really would love to see if dinosaurs existed. This is the guy I work with. Okay, he really wants to know more about dinosaurs. What happened to the dinosaurs? I don't know, man. You got a thing with dinosaurs? No, I do not. I just think that when people over, anyways, this cat, this okay, cat is so in the news. A tragedy. So. <laughs> It's a polydactyle cat, okay, uh-huh. um, and the fact of the matter is it died in a car crash, and it was... <laughs> That's nothing to laugh about. What does it? The whole story makes no sense. The prime minister wasn't in the car. The <laughs> Was he wearing a seatbelt? Was the cat wearing a seatbelt? I don't know. I, 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 so an, another terrible thing has happened in, in, in New Zealand. It's been a terrible year it's been for a New bad Zealand. Near, a bad Potato year chip Zealand. crisis and paddles the prime minister's first cat with a polydactyle abnormal, abnormal, wow, abnormality man. has has died. Wow. So, dang. That is that is that's also what his paws look like because he has polydactyle. Oh, that's kind of cute. <laughs> so uh, rest in peace, paddles. Um, mm-hmm. Now on to uh, more pertinent news. Yeah, let's do a more pertinent thing. There's been a number of such topics that we've been reticent in covering. True, true. The Texas involving shooting. shooting. Yeah. So there was the recent Texas shooting. A guy shot up a church, killed what twenty people. Yeah. And or of course, something like, like that, we yeah. didn't address this at all. The Las Vegas shooting, which was the yeah. biggest shooting in American history, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was. Why would you laugh about that? I'm saying that I can't believe we didn't cover yeah, okay, it. That's, okay. what, that's what's more crazy about yeah. that. I mean, that just, like, totally went over our heads there. Well, not really. It's just for whatever, you know, yeah. how podcasts work. Anyway, so, so shootings are increasing in the United States. Yeah. Exponentially. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I thought, Tim, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and okay. I don't have an answer. I don't. I think about a lot of different things, just uh-huh. like you do. Is it the mental health piece? I know nah, some people, I think some people go crazy about that. No, But then no you'd have to ask, why is the mental right, health right. increasing? And I'm sure, I think it probably has something to do with well, diets. who was it? Bush that said the automatic assault weaponry is now legalized when Clinton banned it. Or hmm. do we really need to have that stuff's been legal though? No, it has not. It has. It was illegal. Are you sure, it was illegal during the Clinton administration. Then Bush legalized it again. Do we need a semi-automatic or whatever the gun? Do we? Do we? Do I we? Mean, need I'm that? fine. I'm fine with getting rid of it. Um, I'm fine with it too. I just don't know why. I here's what it has. To, at the end of the day, it just has to be the case. That a greater proportion of our population wants to commit mass shootings now than before. Is that so true? Qu- yes, it must be. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, another thing. Guns are less expensive now. Uh, That's for sure. Yeah. In real terms. I, I, I talked to a person that goes to gun shows, and they said, like, the majority of the things that people are emphasizing and using uh-huh. are, um, are, and they're trying to sell these gun shows, aren't like the revolver, aren't like like the, the, the hunting rifle. It's like these, these like Call of Duty-esque. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's the culture. They, I think we've popularized more so than ever the idea of hard hard guns, like hardcore hard guns. guns. Hard guns, baby. You put that on my shoulder, and I'm going to shoot you with my Call of Duty yeah. thingy. Yeah. No. So what, what's your what's your stance on gun control? What would be your well? I think I think I think we can't deny the fact that the United uh, mil- the mil- the military dropped military. the ball with putting whatever his record was with the violence or whatever on, to oh, the public that thing, record. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, I think that 
is a simple answer. Yeah, mm. make sure that if there's any misconduct that it from in the military, it's transferred to civilian authorities mm-hmm. so that this guy could not have bought a gun legally. You yeah, know what I mean? Um, not have a huge amount of gun. Like the the, the the semi-automatic crap, you know Okay, what I mean? then what do you do? You make it illegal to manufacture. Only the government can make orders, so they can't manufacture it for private use. Is that yeah, I think, I think or think you can't so? sell them, or you can't sell them. Can't sell them? Okay. Yeah. I don't think taking away the right to own guns is the answer. Hmm. I don't, so what kind of guns can people have? I don't, your, I don't, honestly, Tim, I've never been a gun David's person. America. I've never, I've never been, I, think I don't I think, bu- I don't think you need to have an arsenal of guns like a, like, like a prepper. And I also mm. heard a statistic that I think it's like only a couple thousand people own 90% of the private arms or something of that yeah, nature. Yeah, I'm sure that's like true. Some, like some, there are some whack jobs out there that just like are looking for Armageddon. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. And they're going to be proven right sooner or later, but well, until then. <laughs> well, I just feel like, you know, that's that's a part of it. Would and you ever want to buy a gun? Probably. One I day. I would. Yeah, I'd one want day. A gun. I want a gun. If for no other reason than to, like, make fun of Europeans <laughs> and be like, yeah, because like, they get so mad that Americans have guns. Right. It's so funny. Um, it's funny how much Europeans care about American politics, but that's another right. issue. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I think, too, at the same token... Um, I think our 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 culture is ingrained that we have to have one based on we are li- our country was built upon having a gun. Having guns, it is. It is just the mm-hmm. fact that Matt, that's just like our country is built on this this pseudo Christian morality BS. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like that's well, just the way it was. That? You know, our, our Quakerism. Like and and, and Quaker. Well, the Quakers were good. They were the good guys. No, I'm well. No, I'm well. Quakers. Okay, Tim. On. What I'm saying is, America is built on Christian beliefs. Yeah, period. sure. Like that's we are the beacon on the yeah. hill, all uh-huh. that crap. You know what I mean? And I think that that has to deal with our societal norming as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're less accepting for homosexuals, for one thing. Um, we can't even have we even have debates of whether the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts are supposed to be together. You know what I mean? Well, like, no, oh yeah. We didn't. I didn't address that. I think it's stupid. I think it's why great. Why would you put the Girl Scout? Why would you put? Girls I think we in, did talk about this. It's though. called the Boy Scouts. I, well, Europe never had Boy Scouts and Girl so, Scouts. It was just scouting. Well, we did. So. Well, I don't think it's needed. Why can't the Girl Scouts well, have I, their thing? The Boy Scouts have their thing. I think we could discuss it at another time. Because I could talk. I was in Boy Scouts. I was. I know, I'm an eagle. I wasn't. Um, I think it's a good thing. I don't. Uh, well, well, we can get to that to another time. Right now, we're going to talk about I don't whether. See why you would think it w- it's a good thing. We have a lot to discuss. Okay. Tim, and I'm just saying, right. if you want to discuss that, you should have put that on the agenda. You're right. Okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we have an agenda, ladies and gentlemen. No. Um, right. Tim, I just think I just think that maybe, for many reasons, that's a good idea. Maybe we we can talk about that next podcast. Okay. So, um, anyhow, the the idea of it though is that we we I think as Americans need guns because of the British. They, they came in. They didn't let us have weapons, etc. Mm-hmm. But when is enough enough? I think too. I think. Poverty is the biggest answer to this. I'll always go back to that. How? People will be less angry to shoot up people and more educated not ma- to shoot up people. All these mass shooters are rich get... people. That guy all was not a rich man. Sh- that... he, he was okay. He wasn't poor. No, the mass shooting in, no, the mass shooting in Texas was not, a, was not a rich man. He wasn't rich, but he wasn't poor. I'm sure he wasn't. He, was uh, he didn't look like he had his shit together. I'll tell you that much. The Las Vegas guy that was guy, a fucking but he was rich a, boomer. Yeah, that's true, too. He was a degenerate gambler, though. That, and, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think anyone's really figured out what that is all about. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. I think that... That's I'll, just an outlier the, that yeah. maybe you can't can't really account for. The Texas as shooting though, the Texas goes. shooting though, that guy was just a screw up. Like yeah. I don't, I, I maybe 
I don't know. It's it's a shame that that community has to go through that, and uh, like the stories you're hearing is just awful, god awful. You know what I mean? Yeah, I haven't heard the stories, but I'm sure. Like the coffin maker is getting like, uh, it just like uh, requests for like My Little Pony stuff, and then uh. and then like one of the toys that's being buried with one of the children is a toy that one of the coffin makers' sons have, and like Aww. like that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah. just crazy, dude. That's a crazy, crazy. It's something. It's something. It's sad. I think it's a deep societal thing. And I don't. I don't think I know, it's as simple as no. economics. I, th- well, I'm I not think saying it's, it's much more complicated. Economics. Than that. I'm just saying there. I think you have a happier, more I've come more around to believing people. that much of America's malaise is much less economic in base than I previously thought it was. And Timmy, in the short time that we have, what do you we, think you can tell me? What What's the real? No, issue we don't have enough time. I'd have to. I'd have to ramble on at length. Okay. But I think the problems are much less economic than I once believed they are. They're more social and cultural. Well, yeah, of course it's social and cultural and learned behaviors. And also I think it's also economic. So yeah. uh, Saudi Arabia has been in the news. That's a terrible that's segue. That's an interesting thing to say. Saudi Arabia that's like America's been in the news. Have you noticed that lately? Of course. You know, you know you know who's been in the news lately? Saudi Arabia. President Trump. Have you noticed that? Oh wow, no, really. It's like everyone recently they've just been talking about the president. Oh my goodness. Anyway, Saudi Arabia. Have you heard about all their developments? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. This new character, Mohammed bin Salman. Well, he's not new, but yeah. He's a new. He's, he's the he, prince. He came to power recently. Oh, well, he's the prince. But he wasn't meant to be who he is. He, like, staged a sort of coup and yeah. usurped power. Mm-hmm. And that happened relatively recently. Yeah. So now he initiated this purge. He's locking up all these people. And what's really interesting is um, Western mainstream media is really becoming a cheerleader for him. Hmm. So you know this is part of some kind of CIA thing. Because, oh, okay. Yeah, Western media, they... It's hard to say exactly what the involvement is with right. America's, you know, intelligence community. But right. there, there's an there's uninvolvement because you wouldn't naturally take this news and start saying, "Look how right. great this guy right, is!" Right, right, right. Oh, he's a reformer. Oh, he's going to turn Saudi Arabia. It's around. strange. It's like, so I think it's something's of the oil. going something's going on that we can't understand because we don't know the full story. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, it's interesting what he's trying to do. He's trying to make Saudi Arabia a viable civilization, which right now it is not. It's just a bunch of, it's just a rich royal family sitting on land that happens to have a lot of oil. What's their economy other than that? Nothing. What's their society other than paying off other royal relatives so they don't make trouble? Nothing. Right? Right. So, and the oil is going to run out. Right. Like it's not. Well, not even that. It's that no one's going to care to even want it anymore. Exactly. It's going to be less of a cash cow for them. So they got to transition to something else. But killing off all your family members is he, not he the hasn't answer. Killed him off yet? He's, he's going just, to kill them off. I don't think so. Anti-corruption, like that's under the guise of anti-corruption. Gonna, I think stuff. he's just going to exile him and cut him off from the cash flow. So it's well. Uh, I don't think he's going to be successful modernizing Saudi Arabia. Well, I, guess, I think after the oil thing goes down, I think they're going to fade into poverty and irrelevance. Well, I hope that the the people find something else before that. I hope so. I don't see it happening. Well, I guess stay tuned to figure. You that know out. the. Arabian conquest of the Near East and whatnot. Lawrence of Arabia? You know you know what I mean. The Lawrence Islamic of expansion. Yeah, Lawrence, out of Arabia uh, and throughout Lawrence the Near East. Lawrence of Arabia. It's really an amazing historical thing. I think in all, like all the historical things that have happened, I think that's the one you would expect to happen the least. I think that's the most unusual and strange thing to have happened hmm. in history. Because they, like... Mediterranean civilization is such a natural unit of civilization, right? Right, right, right. As far as long as human existence has 
been around in that region. Aren't we all just Mesopotamian? Yes. As long as <laughs> as long as human existence has been in that region, that was a unit of civilization, the Mediterranean uh, civilization. Someone in my history class once said that to me, and I'm all like, "What the hell?" And are the Arabians, you about? who were previously like totally uh, like totally irrelevant yeah. in the region, the Arabians, they were there, and you had some in economic interaction, right? But politically and militarily, they were absolutely totally irrelevant. The Fertile Crescent. And suddenly they're coming out, and they break up the Mediterranean unit of civilization. It's a pendulum. I think in I think of everything that's happened in history, that's the one least to be expected. So it's pretty pretty crazy. It's interesting. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah, no, that whole region is dynamic in its own way, and that's where the end of days will come. Probably. The end of days. The end of days. Speaking of the end of days, this is gonna be the end of the podcast okay. for this episode. That was a pretty good segue. Better I, than the better every, than my segue every, to the every, Stalin you mean, book. You mean better than every segue you had this podcast, Tim? Hey, I had a pretty good one. I said Saudi Arabia's been in the news. That's not a good one either. Yeah. I'm amazing. It's, that's all. It's okay. Don't worry okay. about it, because I did it my way. Um Anyways, thank you so much, Tim, for coming over today and having a good discussion. Yeah, I'm glad I came over. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming in today and listening to our podcast. You can check us out on the Tim and Dave Show podcast Facebook page. Uh, you can like us. You can uh, follow us. Write a comment. Tell us what you like. Uh, we love to. We love hearing. Excuse me. Oh my goodness! All oh that my tea. Gosh, all that tea. All that tea. All that tea. Uh, you can. We love hearing what all of our. Oh my god. We're professional. We're a professional group of guys here. Uh, I can't handle the tea. Uh, no, but we love hearing what you guys have to say. Is well, negative, positive, or otherwise, we get a chuckle out of it. And um, mm. you can also catch us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and FM Play. Uh, subscribe, like, comment. Uh, yeah, show, tell us how you feel about the podcast. We love hearing from your comments, and we we change. We do a lot of the things that you suggest. It's uh, we do a lot of good suggestions that we like try. Like the one when the one guy said, like for one episode, we should wear socks on our hands. We did that. A couple oh yeah, weeks yeah. Ago. yeah and, um, what do you and call it? That was one of the better episodes. Edmund, Edmund Eduardo. He yeah, was a he was a good guy. He was a sock expert. Actually, we had him on the other True. day. True. Uh, no, but it's um, sad. It's sad what's happened to him since. Yeah, uh, he he started getting let's into, not talk, into some we, hard stuff. Don't, like, we shouldn't talk okay, about it. Okay, he's he's addicted to needling, <laughs> and by which I mean crocheting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, uh, and uh, yeah, you can also donate to us on our Patreon account. It's the Tim and Dave Show podcast on Patreon.com. That's uh, you're able to donate a couple dollars for us to pay for our upfront fees, maybe get some new equipment, uh, so we can give you even more higher quality mm. podcasting. Mm, yes. So, but uh, next week will be our Thanksgiving special, special, special. special. So stay tuned I like for that. Specials. I we like should... seasonal specials. Tim, this will be our first seasonal special, I think. Will it? I did think we so. Do one for Fourth of July? I don't think so. I don't think nothing we did. formal, at least. Yeah, nothing like this is the special. This is going to be the this first. Is be the this, is, this is going to be a special special. Yo, so I'm, I'm um, we're going to have some turkey fun facts uh, for you guys to all mull over, mm. as well as a couple quibs and bibs about some of the latest <laughs> and greatest. So. <laughs> Yes, we'll have all that. (laughs) And more on the Tim and Dave Show (laughs) podcast. But thank you all for listening, everyone. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you next week Mm. on the Thanksgiving Show podcast. We should eat, like, stuffing. No, just stuffing. Oh, stuff in my face. Okay, here you go. (laughs)